everyone, and welcome to the Pushing Buttons podcast. Here on the Pushing Buttons podcast, we give each other titles. And so, my name is Marks, and I am Coco's older brother. I love Coco. <laughs> okay, my, my dog's, my parents' dog's name is Coco, but I did also help raise her when she was a, I was like 20-something when we first got the you dog, You can Andy. still be a dog's older sibling if it's your parents' dog. I mean, I guess, but I can. Cons- I guess I considered myself more of a caretaker than a sibling. That's that's kind of different, you know. It's also a pet. I digress. My, my dog Coco is great. Coco is the cutest dog in the world, and I demand okay. videos of her every time Marks goes to visit his parents. <laughs> that is true, but also too, just just quickly, let me nerd out about my dog for a second. Mm-hmm. She is literally one of the most well-behaved, obedient dogs I have it's ever true. met in my entire life, and it, it blows my like. We haven't even like properly trained her to do some stuff, but if we just like let her off leash, she's always just like looking at us to be like, "Can I go yet? Can I go yet?" And then we're like, "All right, you can go." And then she's like, "Hell yeah!" And then we'll just run off. But then as soon as you're like, "All right, time to come back," she's like. All right, guess we got to rein this one in and we'll just immediately come back. Like it blows, like dogs don't do that. It's crazy. I love Coco. She's I want a Coco. You, oh, but well, anyways, <laughs> what? Don't take my dog, please. Continue. Um, I know probably some immigration things would be kind of hard to take your dog from you. But anyways, um, my name is Annie Poo and I cold DM people to invite to chaotic <laughs> Spotify listening parties i only did that to a few people one of whom was yourself but you enjoyed it didn't you i mean okay so here let let me let me set the scene here give you a nice visual picture of what was going on it was 12 30 a.m at night (laughs) i was just wrapping up you know i was playing this game calling called dredge it's peaceful fishing game it's great fantastic very peaceful very chill then suddenly Annie DMs me a Spotify <laughs> listening party and I'm like, oh, what the heck is this? And I open it up and it's just it's just blasting music. Like it's blasting music in my ears. And would you like to describe what type of music exactly it was? It's like trap remixes of pop culture soundtracks. So you happen to join when it was um the Barbie remix. And <laughs> When you joined, I was like, this is horrible timing. I like, I was, I actually sat there for a second and I was like, I wasn't expecting him to join. So I am so embarrassed. <laughs> Once again, calm, peaceful, serene fishing game. And then suddenly in my eardrums, I'm a baby girl. <laughs> what the heck is going on? But it was fun, wasn't it? very confusing i i I will give you that and it it sounded like you sent this to a couple of other people too well okay okay there's a story behind this it's a tradition okay okay it's a tradition to listen to stadium rave during the finals of every calling all heroes major And so when I had started the listening party, it was during the grand finals of Calling All Heroes Radiant Major 1. Okay. It was myself. Okay. My good friend, Wesley, and my good friend, Aloe. And so the three of us were listening to Stadium Rave while watching the final match of this major. And then it just, Kit didn't know how to leave the listening party. (laughs) 
Um, Kittis Wrestley, by the way. So Wrestley didn't know how to leave the listening party. And I wouldn't tell her. And Allie wouldn't tell her. And literally no one told her. (laughs) So I just kept playing music. And I was like, well, while I'm DJing our Sunday night post-event party, I might as well invite other people to it. And so I, I went from like stadium rave to like crab rave to other just other ridiculous music until I got to the point where I'm playing like Studio Ghibli trap remixes which you had left for but it went it went a <laughs> it went in 10,000 different directions and we ended the night with Overwatch trap remixes it was great it was a good time sorry just to not not to leak our DMs too much here but all right here we go 12:47 a.m. Andy, why'd you leave? We're on Ghibli trap right now. B, I have to get ready for bed. Andy, okay, you have a phone, don't you? <laughs> yeah, and you didn't rejoin. Why not? Because I went to bed. <laughs> you have a phone. You could have taken the listening party to your bed. I don't need to listen to Studio Ghibli trap remixes while I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, those are two very opposite vibes. Well, you don't have to go to sleep. You can just lay there and listen to the party with us. Anyways, here on the Pushing Buttons podcast, we are an esports-themed podcast, Slice of Life, uh, giving you a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look at some of the chaos that goes on behind the production booth, as well as just a little bit of a look into our own personal lives um, and the terror that comes with spotify listening parties apparently and i will know better next time not to just click accept as soon as i get one of those cold dms but you can see a preview of what the song is i'm not gonna lie it wasn't barbie and then as soon as i clicked it it turned into barbie (laughs) it's just like wow the timing was immaculate right now Oh, but okay. All right. So you, you kind of talked about it a little bit, but Calling um, All Heroes is just wrapped up when we are recording this. So well, why don't you tell everybody kind of what you were doing and how you were participating in the tournament? Um, I was working on the tournament. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, cool. What else is there to say? <laughs> what did you do? Oh, I worked on the broadcast for the tournament. I am losing my mind right now. This is you purposefully choosing to make things more painful while we are recording. I even told you ahead of time that I was going to ask you this. You did. You did. You did ask me. So describe, for, first of all, what was the title of your role? Describe for the people what you did specifically, or more specifically, that I worked on the broadcast. Um, I was Pinecone's production assistant. Which involves? <laughs> Assisting Pinecone on the production. All right, you're going to have to do, find a new host. I'm done with this shit. You're on your own. Don't leave. Me, I give please. up. I don't yield. leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. I yield. I'm, no, I'm no, out no, of no. here. Okay, Good luck. No. It's all okay. on you. It's okay. I'm sorry. Okay, he left. But anyways, um, I was working on calling all heroes, the production assistant for Radiant, and in that role, I did quite a few different things. But primarily, I was like the graphics operator for calling all heroes. So anytime that you saw a roster fly up 
and it was bad. Oh, he took his headset off. He didn't listen to any of that. Shoot, okay, well, you missed the first part of me explaining what I was doing, and I'm not going to repeat it. So anytime that you saw a roster fly up, um, that was me. And if the roster was wrong, that was also me, a human error. Unfortunately, I apologize for like the couple of times I did mess up on a roster. Um, and... Uh, what else? It's like score updates, like bracket updates. I did bracket updates for both the broadcast and for socials. And I prepared like winners graphics for both broadcast and socials. And because um, there were a lot of moving parts for what I was working on, um, I was working through Photoshop and vMix and like had five different browser tabs open and keeping track of everything too, in addition to Discord, I prepared a lot of things in advance. So whenever we had a matchup, I would prepare for each instance of Team A or Team B winning. And I did that for both the bracket and for like winner's graphics and stuff. So yeah, that's a little bit about my workflow. That's not very, that's not, incredibly descriptive of what goes on in my head but my goal in working with other people especially when I'm working to help somebody else is to always give them what they need before they ask for it so um while games are ongoing if we're in like a first to two by the time we finish the first map I already want to have graphics prepared for both instances of what happens uh either team wins um and yeah 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 i don't know nice. what else to say really well also too this is the like second time that you were doing a similar role uh for the calling all heroes tournament right it was the third time third time i'm pretty sure it was the third time but i each each time that i've done it was two or three days and so um i've had a quite a few hours of this specific broadcast and this specific event series on my belt already yeah uh, and uh, do you think i mean obviously i would assume that the answer is going to be yes but having that experience with the past tournaments i assume that you know you had a much better idea of what you needed to do and then that gave you that additional time to have all that preparation ready to go just like when people would need it right mm -hmm. yeah yeah for the most part yeah there's still there's still some hiccups along the way and you know like i mentioned before there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts going on and I'm not going to lie. I space out sometimes depending on like what game really? mode we're in. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I do. I know, but I know this might surprise some of you. I space out sometimes. But like in Overwatch specifically, I'll just space out and I'll just not. It's hard for me to stay engaged on certain game modes. And mm. so before I realize it, we're on the play of the game replay. And, I, and I'm like... Which team won? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to fly the wrong graphic. Not that uh, like Pinecone, who was working with me on this major, she was the producer, and I was helping Pinecone. I already mentioned that. Um, yep. <laughs> Pine would never fly the wrong winner's graphic, but you know I have to prep that, right? So yeah. I don't want to have to ask every time, "Hey, who won?" 
So, yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's just it's just so rough. Like we didn't watch <laughs> Push too many times on stream, but when we did watch watch push i was like when is this going to end i don't <laughs> want to be here anymore there's a 10 minute timer on that one you know roughly when it's gonna end but it's 10 minutes long it's like it's a 10 minute timer as opposed to like two or three or four three minute timers it's different it doesn't feel okay like there's no fine <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do I win so this one? So basically, it, it's all just a mental thing that's going on because Push is considered one of the shorter game modes compared to the other ones. It too. feels like it drags on because it just feels like you you know fairly early on who is going to win, but then you still have to they still have to play out the full ten minutes generally. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Unless it's a complete stomp and one of the other teams actually makes it all the way to the end. I've right? never seen that happen. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen that <laughs> okay. happen yet. Full 10 minutes plus a little bit of overtime. <laughs> no, like Calling All Heroes is like, uh, it's really competitive. And I think the competition this year compared to last year is like the quality of play and competition is much higher. So there were a lot of very close matches that we watched on broadcast. Okay. Yeah. Hence the spacing out. Okay. Well, <laughs> fun things to watch, <laughs> but I spaced out. That's basically what you just said. I mean, like, I spaced out. Yeah. It was, yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. But also, too, like, it's so interesting to me because I think, especially, too, with some of that higher caliber uh, production broadcasts, I mean, speaking for myself, I'm used to a little bit of like a smaller level scale of a tournaments being run. And even at that lower level, there's already so many different moving parts and so many people who you're just like, okay, we have to coordinate this, coordinate that, coordinate this, coordinate that. So I can only imagine like when you scale it up to that caliber, because this was a really large tournament, um, like just how kind of crazy things could kind of get in everything that's going on, no matter how much you have prepared, you know, something is bound to kind of go wrong. And the next thing you know, uh, you put the wrong team roster on, right? Um, well, uh, you know, so I was giving you an out. You could have taken uh, me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so there's just, I don't know how to answer this, but I'd like, I would like to apologize once again for flying the wrong roster up because I got very confused because there were some team substitutions that were being made live as I was live editing this roster and I accidentally put a player on there twice. Also because um, I think we asked players to... We asked players to fill out their team sheets, like their team information in order of tank damage support. But yep. in our graphic, we showed damage tank support. Oh, that's a fun little so, <laughs> brain exercise. Yeah, so I got I got confused. And I'm pretty sure on the first day I flew the graphics tank damage support without realizing that it was damage tank support. This is my fourth time working on Calling All Heroes. But it, like it takes... It takes a second, even if you've worked on an event series a few times, to get back into it. So, uh, to, 
sorry for day one. Um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But I still no, I still flew the correct names and their preferred heroes and their pronouns. And to be honest, I only messed up. I actually only messed up twice. Okay. Yeah. Hey, not too bad, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was it like kind of working with... Because um, the Calling All Heroes staff, you know, they hire a lot of the same people who would be working in like Overwatch League, you know, they've been around the circuit for quite some time. And obviously when we talk about Valorant a lot, these are like the up and coming, the new guys coming in here versus like, you know, they've been doing Overwatch League for so many years at this point. So what was that kind of like? I feel like I'm being interviewed right now and I kind of don't like that because this is equally my (laughs) podcast as it is your podcast, but we keep talking about me because you keep asking me questions and I feel like it's your podcast and I'm a guest every single week. (laughs) But anyways, to answer your- We talked about this last week, Eddie. (laughs) Anyways, to answer your question. Don't yell at me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the mix of it's- um, a lot of the people, I would say 90% of the people that were working on this major were people that I've already worked with, either in Valorant or last year in Calling All Heroes or um, in Rocket League earlier this year for the Ally oh. Women's Open because it was this is being put on in partnership with Radiant, which is um, a production and event company that is specifically focused on marginalized gender events. Um, And so I've worked with all of these people before. The executive producer for Radiant is also um, Heather Sapphire. I call her Heather Sapphire, and I don't know why it makes a Google every time, but Sapphire, as in the Valorant Observer and former CSGO Pro Sapphire, is the executive producer for it. And she brings in a lot of people who came from the Valorant scene, who came from the Game Changers scene. So a lot of the admins are from the Game Changers scene. And the um, uh, there were also a few people who worked on the Overwatch empowerment cup that were also brought on to work on calling all heroes and i got to work with them a few times last year they also worked on rocket league so i knew like all of the admins by the time this event okay. came around um i had also worked with pinecone not just on rocket league or not just on calling all heroes this month like i'd worked with pinecone previously when pinecone was on game changers last year so i've known pinecone for a while as well it was chill it was nice it was cool we also had some owl observers come in and i did a no-no well i didn't do a no-no but i accidentally called one of them a relic because she's like 30 she's 31 years old i'm not gonna say who it was okay so 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 you know we were talking about esports boomers Right, we're talking about esports boomers. Hold on, because hold on. sorry. We were, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 okay. stop talking. No, right. no, no, no. I'm continuing my story. No, um, <laughs> you don't get to talk. Wow, we, this really is your podcast which, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> which, by the way, the Owl Observers were not part of Calling All Heroes last year when I was the production assistant for it. So this was my first event working with any owl observers ever um so i apologize 
We're calling you a relic. It was an accident, but we were in a call where we were talking about a player and somebody asked, oh, that player is a young buck, isn't she? And another person said, oh, she's like 21. And everybody paused in the call for a section for a second. Um, like, hmm, is 21 young or is 21 boomer? Like in terms of esports age. And it's like they're they're moldable, these 21 year olds. <laughs> they could be either like part of the young crew or they are esports boomers starting at 20. And then we just started talking about age and stuff. And I was like, yeah, some of y'all are like relics. And I was referring to people in their late 20s and up. And I didn't realize, I didn't think about this because I was very comfortable, right? I had worked with all of these people for months and months prior. Didn't like realize the owl observers are in there too. And one of them was like, wait, if y'all are relics, how old are you? And what does that make me? And this person is like 31 years old. And I was like, oh, shit, that means you're a relic, too. You said it so fast. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I'm on my way. I might as well be a relic right now, too. Okay. Okay. So actually, this is this is going to be a a relic. A boober relic. Well, do you consider you do you consider yourself an esports boober? Uh, Yeah, I do. Okay. Interesting. But you're Feels turning like just, uh, 28 this year, so you're you're in relic territory. I am in... Well, okay, what's the difference between a relic versus a boomer, then? So a relic is like you're... So a boomer is still living, and a relic is like a thing from ancient days. I know what the actual <laughs> term means. I meant in terms of esports. <laughs> oh, sorry. What do you do <laughs> about a fossil? <laughs> about a fossil is... <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I know you're kind of sensitive about that stuff. So. <laughs> okay, continue. So, what is the difference between an esports boomer and then an esports relic? Um, I think once you're in your late twenties, you're basically a relic. Okay. Well, is is it like an attitude thing? Is it just purely an age thing, or like? Oh, well, I made it up on the spot yesterday, so. Yeah, but then this is when we get to actually have fun with it and then actually oh, dive okay. down at the specifics Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Sorry, see. fun bullies. So, like, <laughs> so <laughs> mm, mm, let's see. I think a boomer is just in is just an age thing. An esports boomer is just an age thing. That's just what you call anybody over the age of 22. But if you're a relic, you are just old no i don't know i'm just (laughs) making up i'm making up words as i go and i'm terrified that i'm going to offend somebody really bad so i want to stop talking but you asked me to keep going and i think i'm about to cancel myself I don't think that this is necessarily a cancelable cancelable thing uh, for kind of you to say. It's just you know, you never you don't hear somebody <laughs> other people esports <laughs> relics, but you know it, it, that's kind of a fun thing because you know when we talk about an esports boomer, early twenties, that's where you kind of said it. Like if you cross that threshold, you are an esports boomer. Isn't and that, that what it me, is? I feel like it's like your mid to late twenties. I feel like you know? it's mid twenties, but I feel like last year. 
Last year, when people started turning like 23-ish, they would get called boomers. But I promise no it. I, I feel like... I feel like I've seen people call other like I well people being teenagers like young mm-hmm. younger competitors, um, and I, I mean think about when you were in your undergrad too when you were nineteen years old twenty three does feel really old. That's true. That's true. So, it is all like relative, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and honestly too, just like thinking about. Um, because like, obviously when you talk about just general age groups and stuff like that, what it's like, it's like, oh, Gen Z versus boomers and like all of that type of stuff. There is like a certain like attitude difference or just like, like people act kind of differently and relate to each other differently. And to be completely straight up about it, like, especially in esports, whenever I go to some events, this is mostly just last year. And like, you talk Mm. to people who you've worked with and stuff like that. Like, really, there is there is an age <laughs> difference. It's just like is how you go like, and like approach people to the point of a generational difference because you're like it did feel like a <laughs> <way>. <laughs> you're like almost ten years older than some of these people. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> like I, I remember there was this one thing where, um, I mean, okay, just to really make myself sound like a an esports boomer here. Like when people were talking about a specific TikTok dance or something like that, and I'm like, oh, I, I got no idea what you're what you're talking about. I think it was like, getting sturdy, and I was like, <laughs> you, don't, <laughs> you don't know how to get sturdy. At, at the time, no, I did not. I'm like, this is the first time hearing about this. But let's literally, go people can go up to each other and be like, yo, let's get sturdy, and they would just know. And I'm like, what? <laughs> What is going on? And it wasn't until someone showed me a video that I'm like, okay, I understand now. But just the fact that I had to go through that thought process of like, A, what is going on? B, someone has to show me a video. And then C, I could be like, ah, yes, these are what the kids are into. That made me feel fucking This awful. is what the kids are into. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. My manager told me, what do you call it? I don't think that I talked about this on the podcast specifically, but my manager told me that I connect well with the youth because of the whole esports thing. And I'm like, I don't, I feel very out of touch with the youth if I'm being honest with you. Personally, it's me. I'm the youth. Did you just say that you consider yourself an esports boomer? I mean, I think, like, I would be in the range for, like, esports boomer. So you consider yourself the youth? Okay, I mean, wait, are we talking youth or are we talking esports youth? Because <laughs> those are two very different things. <laughs> it's like dog years. There we I go. <laughs> I don't mean this in a bad way, but yeah. I don't want to be part of the esports youth. <laughs> I I just feel like uh there's a lot of energy there it's not bad energy let me clarify it's not an all bad energy it's good energy it's good positive energy but that's the problem there's too much positive energy and it overwhelms me at sometimes if you're listening to this and you don't understand that feeling you'll understand <laughs> when you're older <laughs> and that's all right now we're that's certified the boomer life. Boomer. yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> you just hit him with it. You'll understand when you're older. <laughs> it's a little too much positive energy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is the old people episode. <laughs> I don't, I don't, here's like, I, I don't feel old outside of esports though. In fact, yeah. I, I feel very young. And I think part of that is be- is weirdly enough because I'm in esports and interacting with interacting and having to understand a young player base too. And when I say young, once again, I mean like 16 to 22. Um, yeah. uh, so I have to keep up with trends and stuff like that. But friends that are my age or my friends that are around your age but or a little older than you but not in esports they've no they don't know what getting sturdy is either they still don't know they i had to people i think i had to explain riz to somebody too recently (laughs) and it wasn't me and it wasn't it it wasn't you it wasn't you but um that's like we don't use I wouldn't use that kind of slang with other friend groups outside of esports because they just like they just don't get it, and then it makes me sound weird. And you know that friend that just they they want to be hip, like hip and, and with it, kinda, yeah. And, and it's kind of cringe. I feel like I'm that cringe friend, but I'm not trying to be. This is just who I am. Um, <sighs> oh, and it it uh, it feels weird. When you're when you're going through yeah. different social circles and you're like, wow, I'm really old in one, but I'm extremely young and immature in all of the other ones. Yep. 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 Well, I honestly like, you know what? You need to kind of make that difference in your brain, um, especially to like very similar to what you're saying. You know, when I'm going into a production booth with a bunch of people who I know who are younger than me. Like, I can't help but feel like, oh man, like, all right, now I'm the old guy kind of sitting on the porch waving his stick at all the shenanigans that the kids are going into. But then, like, when I talk about, like, my professional career, right, like, everyone's just like, oh yeah, like, you've just started your career, you've got so many years to grow, have you considered trying this opportunity or this opportunity? And it's, it is jarring at times because you go from being like the, oh, just just wait until you get old enough and then you'll understand the pain of waking up and being like, why does my back kind of hurt weird? That's kind of strange. Um, and to like, oh, okay, I need to learn from all these people because they've gone through all, everything already and they're the ones who are going to give me actual good advice. So it's kind of like a weird generational mismatch of crisis of identity sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're learning. We're going to listen back to this like two years from now when you're 30. You're going to be like, oh, my God, I was so young. I still had the light in my eyes. But right now we feel like we don't have the light in our eyes. But I want to go back to that casting booth thing that you mentioned, because, um, you know, you, you, you built that scenario of this energetic production booth. People are getting ready and yeah. you feel like it's feel like it's energetic, but you're sitting back and you're just like. Ah, young people energy. We were like that too, not too long ago. And that I don't yeah. know that that's really an age thing, but rather an experience thing. Because when you just get started in esports and you're still you're still growing, and each event is getting better and getting more exciting, and the teams are getting better too, and you're starting to recognize players that are up and coming as well, it gets very exciting, right? And so, yeah. um. 
I remember feeling that way not long ago too, but now I come into I come into a Discord call getting ready for production and I'm just like, ah, another day of work ahead of me. <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> so I feel like it's a I interpret <sighs> that not so much as an age thing and rather an experience thing. Mm-hmm. Um But what do you think? I think I agree with that, too, because I do see like also to keep in mind, you know, I started in esports when technically I meet the criteria to still be an esports boomer, despite the fact that I was like, how old wow, were you? Uh, 26. Ah. <laughs> so it, it, it's one of those things, right? Where it's just it is. Wait, a level I'm 26. Experience. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Why? <laughs> I don't feel 26. Remember how you said that I don't talk enough? Maybe <laughs> this is usually why I give you the floor because your brain will go somewhere and then we just got to go down that path and see where that one goes, you know? Sorry, anyways, you're 26. Yeah, so I was 26 when I started out. And, you know, I, I do think that there is one of those things where you are very excited about being in the space and kind of getting to know everybody and stuff like that, right? And even now, I still see people like who are getting started um, they're just super excited for every single thing that they're doing all the time. Right, right? so. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where it, I don't want to say like it's like a rite of passage, but it's just like, ah, yes. I remember when I was like that. And to me, I wonder whether or not it's just because of how intense esports, like just as an industry is in the sense that it's incredibly fast-paced, you know, fastest growing industry in the world. <laughs> but it... It feels like there's, it's almost putting you into a pressure cooker of like all of the different things going on. So you gain a lot of experience really fast. Mm-hmm. And then there's very, very, very high turnover rate. Like a lot of the people who mm-hmm. I started working with, I can think of one who is still actively like casting and trying to do something. So that kind of just like like that goes to show you that there's always influx of this new people coming into there and being just super excited about working all of these broadcasts that you know like that high turnover rate kind of gets reflected in the fact that like now we're sitting down and being like ah yes another day at the office <laughs> <laughs> another day at the office at my computer desk talking yeah, over some much. video games no big no big <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, I'm a tier three caster. No biggie. Um, no, I was just I, I was running through a list of names of people I worked with in year years technically, but year yeah. past. I feel like a lot of the people that started with me are still around. The opportunities are less nowadays, though. So that's hard. And I feel like people are not as excited about broadcasts anymore. Like, talent announcements don't hit the same way they used to. But I don't know if that's because I don't. Is it because of me? Because I think the same way. But I do know some people still who are very, like, Every single time a talent announcer comes out, they're like, oh my god, this is sick. But obviously, okay, people don't say sick anymore. That's me just dating myself. But obviously within their own groups of people, similarly, when we were 
that group of people, like the talent announcements are like, oh my goodness, look, I've made it. They want to share it with all their friends who are also trying to chase yeah. uh, all of these broadcasts and stuff like that. So I think it's more of just an us thing than like a cultural thing. You'll understand when you get older. You said it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, oh, I st- we, oh, this is so sad. We sound so sad and sad. Oh. Well, no, okay. Well, let, let me, let me kind of frame this a little bit differently okay. then because I, I, okay. our intention here is not to be like sad about it. Um, True. But we're now into the point where we have enough experience that we're, very just like aware of everything that is going on and know how to like interact with all of these different things because we've said it before but esports can be extremely overwhelming and can more or less dominate your entire life if you will give your entire self to the industry right mm-hmm. um it's just now because we understand how things work and we've gone through a lot of that kind of growing process it's more of like a maturity, a mature thing as opposed to just like an eager excitement thing. You know, I think that's mm. like where we're at right now. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah. I still get really excited about things. It just, I uh, mean, yes, but <laughs> it changed. It, I mean, it changes. I was it changes. That you were like, I don't feel excited about things. Anymore. I don't. I do, I but I don't. <laughs> this is our brain dump channel. This is, we have a brain dump channel for our, <laughs> in our server. And it, it is, it is just, it is primarily me talking to myself. <laughs> Working through your own thought processes. <laughs> Going from, I'm not excited for anything. I am so excited for everything. I am no longer excited for everything. I'm, it, it's a roller coaster. Isn't this is just life? Okay, yeah. I'm just experiencing life for the first time. <laughs> Watch out! You're getting very close to being an actual boober when you start talking like that. <laughs> uh, but what if I am an actual boomer? And I'm older than you. What does that make me? You're not. We're we're part of the same generation, aren't we? I understand some of the things that you talk about. (laughs) Some of them? (laughs) I think the whole concept of this podcast is slowly falling apart. (laughs) Or at least is explaining a lot more on my end. Okay, no. um, No. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Today is not the day. Oh man. Okay. Well, let's let's quickly move on here because I think we've talked about being old for long enough. But I don't uh, think you... we ever talk about being old long enough. But sure, no. we've talked about it long enough for this specific episode. We'll revisit it next week. Don't worry, guys. We got you. That's a quality guarantee right there. But um, let's talk about something else that's going on. Is you deciding to organize a tournament? Within a couple of weeks. I forgot you were going to call me out on that. I'm going to I actually, I actually forgot. A couple of weeks? No, I forgot that you, you had told me beforehand, hey, we're going to talk about your yep. tournament like an hour ago. And I was like, okay. And then through the, throughout this thing, I was like thinking, wait, he's stopping me? What else do we have to talk about? What about the tournament, Marcus? Uh, wow. Okay, you're using my full name now on broadcast. Okay. That's when you know that Anne is serious. 
So, um, you are going to be organizing a tournament. I want. I want to understand. Okay, no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. This is, believe it or not, this is a safe space. Why did you decide to organize this tournament? Because I felt like it. <laughs> Why did it have to be within a couple of weeks? I mean, the last one was organized within 10 days. That's a lot of pressure you're putting on yourself. Okay, no, there, there's an actual reason behind oh. it, and it's not necessarily esports related, actually. So you guys get to learn a little bit of any poo lore. Um, so, and just, uh, I guess, information about my world outside of esports. So this mm. has to be, this, uh, I will say, first of all, uh, regardless of the reason, it was still poorly planned. I definitely could have started planning earlier, but um, it does have to be on the set day, March, sorry, May 2nd, because uh, May 2nd is the first day of Give Big. And Give Big is a campaign that is statewide across Washington State, here in the United States, where I live. Um, and it's a day where the majority, not all, but the majority of nonprofits in the state of Washington do their annual spring fundraiser. So they do this big campaign. It's hosted by another nonprofit, um, which whose mission is to help nonprofits raise money, I guess, and awareness Whoa. of <laughs> different issues around the state. But it's a it's a really big thing. And I worked in nonprofit for many years prior to coming into esports. So this time of year is always one in which I'm thinking about the local charities that I want to give to. And I did not have give big on my calendar this year. So that's why I was like, oh, shit, give big is coming up. I got an email that said early giving for give big starts today. And I was like, oh, shoot, I was going to plan a tournament for that. I had already I had already said to myself earlier in the year, like, oh, when Give Big comes around, I want to do a charity tournament to support one of the local charities here. And then I just forgot until I got an email from one of the charities that I'm subscribed to for their newsletter. And they were like, hey, give us your money. And I was like, oh, shit, I have a tournament to plan. <laughs> so uh -oh. that's, uh, <laughs> that's the story of the why. Ah, okay, that's fun. Well, that's happening on May the 2nd. Is this out by May the 2nd? Does this, this come out afterwards? This is out on the 3rd. Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming that everybody tuned in anyways. Hey, I was there. Unless something terrible happens between now and May the 2nd, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> and boy, was there. it a great time. You were there, and it was a great time. Great. Did we meet yeah. our donation goal? Yes. Yes, we <laughs> definitely did. Oh, man. Are you crying uh. on scream again? Oh, man. Hey, remember how after this moment on your very first charity tournament that i was a part of i'm not uh, coming you, on broadcast this time you started you started crying and then started telling everybody that the <laughs> that i made you cry um and i'm like oh this is good <laughs> it's funny because chrissy was there too our other friend chrissy was there it just so happened that marks was the person that delivered the news if it was chrissy that said oh my god we met our donation goal like this would be a very different story oh yeah but nope, instead, for like a solid three months, every time they're like, oh, hey, you're friends with Marks, yeah? Yeah, but he made me cry. And I'm like, this is, that, that, this is great. 
I mean, was I wrong? Well, yeah, but then you make it sound like I did something terrible when, in fact, I was just letting you know that you hit your charity donation call. I think, I feel like this has happened again. Oh, no, no, no. It hasn't happened again. I think I asked you to cast a different thing for me, and I was like, oh, are you going to make me cry again? But you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I do recall this as well. Yes. But, hey, it was a great tournament. Right, Andy? (laughs) Yeah. It was, when this released, it, it happened yesterday. Remember? Timelines? It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, that's going to wrap up the Pushing Buttons podcast. Um, hopefully we didn't go too senile on you today, but you know what? That's the that's the territory when you're an esports boomer. Uh, so. uh... <laughs> that's just that's just life for you right there but all right so if you enjoyed this episode then make sure to like subscribe uh or follow us and hey you know what leave a review if you thought that this was a pretty cool podcast and on top of that too if you think a friend would enjoy this or would feel a little personally attacked by our definitions of esports age categories then make sure to send this their way esports movers unite i'm just saying <laughs> But okay. Um, with that, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at Push Buttons Pod. Uh, I've been better. Hey, two clips, two clips per episode. Oh yeah. By the way, Andy, you got to post another clip on Wednesday. I put two clips in the channel for a reason. Haha, that's a you thing. Um, but make sure to follow us on there, and then you can see all the interactions happening. And uh, thanks for everybody who for listening and kind of keeping in touch with us lately. It's been it's been kind of fun seeing a little bit more feedback, but. All right, that's it. Uh, any, you got any final words, final thoughts for us? I'm scared. I thought you weren't going to ask me. <laughs> you put up your finger in protest as I was starting the ramp up to ask you to prompt you for this. <laughs> yeah. I thought you weren't going to ask me. I have a final thought. <clears throat> oh, this is a, mark your calendars. This is a rare moment occurring right here. <laughs> I was told at work that I talk too much. So next episode, I will not be speaking at all. Who told you at what That is about? not important. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Did you DM yourself? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll catch you in the next two weeks for another episode of The Pushing Buttons. Until then, take it easy. Is that an old person thing to say? Whatever. <laughs> take it sleazy.